Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Nintendo! It's so I think we're good. recording, but I really can't tell anymore. Okay, this is a disaster. Can we get somebody who knows podcasts? You saw the... um... Literally everyone's gone who knows podcasts. Greg's not here. Jose's not here. But Sam's here. (gasps) Hey, listen, everyone. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm your host, Samuel Claiborne, filling in for Jose Otero. Uh, I'm here with Pear. Up, Yoko. Brian. And Marty. Hi. Uh, Jose is down in Los Angeles at a pre-E3 event. That seems like it would be a lot of fun. I've never been to this mysterious Judges Week. Do they wear robes? Mm. We don't know anything about it, and we can't even say anything about it. Do they get to interview Judge Judy? Yeah, the event does not exist. They're not seeing... Except for the fact that they're all tweeting it out. Being announced. Are they? I think so. Yeah, all all I know is that we can say there's a thing called Judges Week. Well, Steve was like, I... Played game with my friends where we had to kill a big alien. I'm like, well, that's probably every game this fall. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Yeah. It's Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I hope it's at least one game that he's not just making that up. <laughs> so uh, we got some great topics for you today, including a uh, look at the very, very distant past. Um, well, 1999, A link to the past? <laughs> oh, I was in college. Uh, we're going to talk about E3s of yore. And um, specifically what Nintendo was doing uh, five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, and possibly even twenty years ago. Jeez. Um, <laughs> For Brian's eyes just opened yeah. up. And wow. also we're going to talk about uh, these uh, crazy uh, Nintendo figurines that were announced. Yeah. But first, as usual, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Unfortunately, I think all of what we've been playing is what we've been playing for the last three weeks anyway, right? Which is Mario Mario! Mario! But Mario. it just got a nine on IGN. Yeah. yeah we That's reviewed it. it. Jose reviewed it. That's yeah. it? Is that what you said? No, I said it's good. Yeah, yeah I think good. I think everybody it's likes <laughs> everybody yeah. likes everything about that game except for the communication when setting up multiplayer. I mean, mm-hmm. you can talk while in the lobby, but you can't do anything else. Yeah, um, I've been listening to the last couple podcasts you guys have done. You pretty much only talked about Mario Kart. So yeah, we'll keep it. We're short. not going to go. Yeah, I think it's yeah, really good. Detail, but I think everybody loves it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I one, think it's great. One topic that nobody brought up so far is how awesome the slow motion. Wrap ups are. Yep. Yeah. And the Mario Kart TV such a feature. a big hit in the office mm-hmm. and at my house where if something happened during that match, it doesn't even matter. Whatever the match was, you can slow it and you can reverse time and slow it minutely to just see like this completely crazy. Yeah, thing. we have so, a really yeah. cool feature on the site. Jose and uh, one of our video guys, Mike Horn, worked on. I think it was like the 11 awesome slow mo moments of Mario Kart. Mario and Kart in slow motion. Like, yeah. Mario Kart in slow motion, yeah. yeah. And it's just gorgeous. And they have it like paired to some classic song. And it's, yeah, it's really uh, great. Strauss, yeah, they have Look at that. The same music as in 2001. Remember Whoa. Remember that one? Yeah. Sorry, got the sorry Kubrick. <laughs> but Dan, you know what? He's been long dead. Dead, so yes. So as long Suck as you're dead, Strauss. we can take the music. Yeah. Put Biggie and Pac and everything. Uh, I've been playing Child of Light on my yeah. Wii U. Me too. Yeah. Not on my Wii U, but I've been playing Child That's of Light. That's a really good video game. Are you going to finish it? In the beginning. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Really? Um, I, I enjoy it. It's not grabbing me the way I thought it would. Sure. Um, it's it's uh, very slow to start, and then it kind of picks up for a little while, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, well, this is what I'm doing. And if you really love that, then it, it probably soars for you. But if you're yeah. just sort of okay with it, then... I mean, I want to finish it because it's like a 10-hour-long RPG, which is what I always like ask South for. Like South Park, yeah. Yeah, and someone made it for me, yeah. and now I feel like I I should because all I ever complain about is how RPGs yeah. are too long. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I'll try to find time. Mario Kart came in and just took over everything. Took over yeah. everything. Yeah, that's exactly, everyone's, yeah. 
Yeah, the, the, the thing about Mario Kart, I love Mario Kart. Uh, the one thing it has me worried about the, the online chat is that it's going to be the exact same as Smash. That's sort of my big fear is yeah. that if Nintendo doesn't yeah. fix this in the next six months, yeah. Smash I, is going to be a very quiet online well, game. Well, Smash is a very fast game, so they need to keep latency down. Probably will not turn on uh, chat, but the one difference is 12 players versus four, right? Mm. Yeah, if, that's true. If there's a game where it's a little easier to pull off the chat, then yeah, it be Yeah, 12, 12-player crosstalk could get a little much. But I think some of the limitations with chat are by design, right? Nintendo doesn't let you talk to strangers, basically. You know, yeah. they don't want to... They don't want to risk kids talking to strangers in voice chat. And sure. obviously the other companies set up like these preventative measures, right? Like you have to, with Xbox, if you sign up an account for a minor, a parent has to go in with his credit card information and register yeah. and actually pay a small mm-hmm. fee just to register. Like there are all these, all these things. And Nintendo has something similar. Um, but anyone can create an online profile. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a br- bummer that the four of us can't play an online game. Yeah. We yeah. with each other the whole no, time. No, true. Yeah. You know what's also kind of a bummer is that if you, you three were playing an online game and weren't chatting with each other, you still couldn't let me know that you weren't playing the game <laughs> unless, unless you texted me because yeah. you can't even send like an alert or anything. Yeah. It's a, it's but a weird limitation. I don't really care about this stuff. Like I really want to play that game with friends in a room. So and, and me too. Yep. I, I don't want to get you down on it. Absolutely. And that's what, exactly. That's where it excels too. Like even if you are not a multiplayer gamer and you've only bought, you know, you only have a nunchuck and you know maybe three Wii, Wii remotes and a classic controller, whatever. It, it works. Like with you can all use. Any combination of controllers mm-hmm. to play. If you don't want to have the gamepad as player one, you can turn the remote yeah. sideways yeah. and steer this way, or you can use a nunchuck. I, and I was actually really having, good. I was having a lot of those discussions with Jose uh, when he was putting together his review, and obviously I'll let him speak on behalf of that when he gets here. But um, he uh, he said, you know, a lot of my big problems with the game are this, this, and this with the online, and you can't do this and this. And I was like, hey, none of those are an issue for me because I have very little willingness to go online and play because yep. I have people I can play with like mm-hmm. my fiance plays with me and that's all I need if I have people over and a few drinks and we're playing like that's more for me enough. I'm like so for, for you you know maybe the game is a 9 but for me it's like a 9.5 yeah. because yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to use all these things you're having a problem with which I know is bad because it gives Nintendo like more and more of a, a free pass to never get this stuff right because yeah. there's always old holdouts like me mm-hmm. but that's to me the way Mario Kart is best played is like sitting right next to a bunch yeah. of people. And you have fond memories of the crew that you played with yeah. for kind of each series. Oh, yeah, series. from 64. Yeah. And like, I was kind of worried now. Like, I moved since the last time I really played Mario Kart a lot to San Francisco. Which, you know, if I, that was already five years ago this May. Uh, to take this job but but interestingly like all of my friends had moved on by then like I was worried I wouldn't have a posse to play Mario Kart yeah, anymore yeah. And but I have that in the office and stuff but then mm-hmm. it turned out that the people that are coming over to watch Game of Thrones now every Sunday also were like oh you have the new Mario Kart yeah. and now I have like this new group and I'm like forming new memories yeah. of this great That's awesome. I, I mentioned this on the feels really on good. the last show but my fiance had never played a Mario Kart game before ever wow. and does not play 3D games she plays all the Mario like 2D side scrollers with me and stuff like that and games like Rayman mm-hmm. uh, obviously but uh, I gave her the controller, and within an hour, she was power sliding, and she was beating me in races and hitting me with shells. And I'm like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. She got it. I, and, yeah. and I think that's where the impact, though, is felt that Mario Kart is so great with four players in one room. You don't, you can't really compare it to a Call of Duty where, like, yeah, you can do two-player split screen or whatever, but it's, like, it's just not the same, yeah. right? And so when you then take the experience online, the lack of just being able to, like, when I hit you with a shell to say, I got you all time, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it is a limitation. It does yeah. it does impact you. And I played a ton with Otero and some other people online, mm-hmm. and, like, we ran into these moments where I'm like, oh, my God, I, ca- I got that bastard, and mm-hmm. I couldn't tell him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Afterwards. yeah. And that's, that's where it's impacted. I really like I, looking at the other screens and, too. Yeah, and I think I, the and I, but, yeah. but it, we had a ton of fun, even with the silent multiplayer. It worked really, really well. We had no latency, no lag. It was mm-hmm. just, it was great. And so I see this game as a step forward. It's like it's better than the last games, mm-hmm. and it it has an online component that works really well and has a great tournament setup mode. And so, like, I just you know I see it as a stepping stone. It's just going to get better and better and better. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite yeah. since uh, Double Dash. Great. I, I mean, it just handles so well to everything about it is so yeah. good yep so uh we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna talk about what's in the news or what has been in the news which is these uh nintendo figurines Everybody, 
we're back, and uh, we're going to talk about these little toys that Nintendo's finally putting out. And I'm saying finally because I think we've expected them to do this for a long <laughs> <Sure>. time. <laughs> and uh, what I'm talking about is uh, last week Nintendo showed off this one little Mario figurine, and they said this was going to interact directly with the Wii U gamepad, stores information, can send information. Mm-hmm. It also will fit on a little platform that will send and store information to 3DS games, and it will work across titles. So this is not the exact same thing as Inf- Disney Infinity or uh, Skylanders because this might work for you know a Smash Brothers game and a Zelda game or something mm-hmm. like that. We have no Presumably, idea. Presumably, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the question, right? You have to code these games with that yeah. feature. And you know, Nintendo does have a habit of getting distracted when it announces hardware sure. and, and following something else. But it's like... You know, Skylanders is is not talked about as much as it really should be because it it was a game a that really. What do you got there? The little disc a little uh, for your oh, 3DS. Yeah, yeah. 3DS. It's like a little puck. It's like yeah, a it's much smaller than the uh, Skylanders. That's right. Because they but on the Wii U gamepad, yeah. we've known this since the Wii U was first announced. That it actually had a little dot where I was like, "What is that?" Thing? It's a little it's those squares. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so like Skylanders really, I mean, it made Activision a ton of money, and it wasn't it wasn't conceived from the get go to be this kind of like cash grab of making parents buy lots of figurines, right? It was Toys for Bob, a company yeah. that was just really passionate about the concept of toys mm-hmm. and video games intersecting. For Bob. Right, yeah. for Bob. <laughs> and so they drove this idea and they, you know, Activision eventually funded it and, and made this game and it's just, it's a great idea. It's a mm-hmm. really fantastic idea that you can save data on something, take it with you and you know, it's been confined in the Skylanders universe, and mm-hmm. they're doing these revisions they, where now they they split in half, and so you have to buy even I more toys. I don't really right? understand what it contributes to. A, it seems like a memory stick. Well, you have a bunch of memory sticks, and I know they'll come up with a cool thing to do with it, probably, it, hopefully. But with Skylanders, I feel like it is definitely okay. a Trojan horse to get a bunch of toys. It is, but it adds it ownership. Yeah. It adds physical ownership to something that is otherwise mm-hmm. digital, right? Like yeah. your relationship with the character you choose changes the moment that you have a different character that you always stick with uh, yeah. as you, mm-hmm. that you know than you like in smash brothers we get this right like you'll always play as donkey kong or, or pikachu mm-hmm. and you kind of start to own this character but it actually takes on a completely different life of its own i think when you have the physical product there too that you're proud yeah. of and building so up and really bringing it out, out about yeah, it. yeah yeah have you guys ever thought about how lame it is that these are not actual action figures yeah they that you can't actually like little statues they should yeah. have little gi joe type arms or something just like I think you and I talked about this. Yeah. Like I've always wanted just like a line of nice Nintendo toys, and there have been lines of nice Nintendo toys. Now that I'm an adult, that I don't want. But uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> I was like, oh, I wish I just had you know some cool Mario toys that McDonald's didn't make. Honestly, it's probably comes. It probably just comes down to how low they can go in terms of age demographics that they can sell these. Because you give something moving arms, and a kid will choke on it. Yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah, you can't give Mario Boba Fett rocket the, pack. The whole concept but is odd to me because have when, wings you could bite off. Though. When I was growing up, and <laughs> I had too. When I was growing up and I had toys, I also had this thing. Um, they don't make it anymore. What was it? Was um, Battle Beast? Barbie? No, uh, Light Bright. Muscleman? Imagination. <laughs> and uh, I could take my toys and I could go in the backyard and bring them all over the house and have them going on adventures and stuff like that. Yeah. But now you need a video game to do that. Sure, sure. Yeah. To scan them in and put, yeah. them, and put them in. But the one thing no one ever talks about with Skylanders is how awesome of a game it is because it's not. Uh. So I think Nintendo has a chance now to come in and do something that is this concept. Plus a great platform Already game. Yeah. Plus game. great Smash Brothers. Plus something like that. I mean, I mean Skyland like is just Infinity. gauntlet, right? People like you guys Infinity's all played it? Yeah. yeah. Skyland is a gauntlet, right? Sure. It's, yeah. Not, yeah. it's not amazing. It's a simple yeah, you, game. You smash through stuff. The same way that, the, like Lego, Lego the, same way that yeah. the Lego games are not amazing in their gameplay elements. It's like it just comes together because of the presentation and mm-hmm. the multiplayer and everything. Yeah, whereas, uh, you know, Disney Infinity does have, like, actual... Smart yeah. gameplay yeah. and yeah. you know, really like creative mechanics and everything, which I hope is something that Nintendo is going towards. I mean, the interesting thing about these Nintendo toys too is if they do spread across numerous games, it would be neat to have you know, since characters like like Mario and Luigi and and Pikachu appear in so many different games, mm-hmm. to have a sort of single profile where something you do in Smash with Mario is saved to that toy, and if you bring him to Mario Tennis on Wii U, he has something because of that power you unlocked yeah. in Smash. Yeah, to be yeah. able to sort of. I don't know, cross like pollinate that Mario's between the viewers. Been in other games. Yeah, and so, so the games recognize it. Over. Yeah, it's like yeah. the memory card in your game. Yeah, absolutely. With, uh, Jose, Jose had an awesome idea for these that was um, basically you take like the Mario figure and you put the ROM file for Super Mario Brothers one on it. 
for the NES and you have it in store hmm. shelves. And now all of a sudden, someone like me, you know, my age is walking through, hypothetically, if I have a kid and I don't work with children all day like you guys. <laughs> um, but if I'm a dad and I have a kid and I haven't played Mario Brothers in ages, I'm walking through the toilet toy with my son and I the see, toilet. like, the toilet. <laughs> my son, me and my son in the toilet. And I see this, like, Mario figure on the shelf and it says, comes with 1985 NES Super Mario Because you need another version of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's pretty cool to get that. dollars system not included. <laughs> yeah, not included. Uh, to get the pr- that sort of presence, uh, their virtual console has no sort of store presence sure. right now. You have to be in the eShop, which you were there already. What if it was every version of Mario and his like 8-bit eight, sprite? I mean, See, that's awesome. Yeah. The, the, the key to like... The collection aspect of this is like when you when you you want all the Pokemon like on like a little shelf and you're just like here's my yep. Pokemon mm-hmm. Rumble shelf even if the game stinks you know right and so I think like with Nintendo characters that could end up being really nice I, I just hope they're not the too generic like Mario Party Nintendo I agree characters. like I want to see them do the one cool. they have now but I want I also want to see them do eight bit Mario yeah. I want to see the Polygon Super Mario because you got to remember Mario, yeah. like, Mario Skylanders story. toys even though they're not posable that they look so cool they have like a bunch of like clear plastic and they're really detailed and they're they're like they're like like when i was really attracted to to toys when i was a kid like battle beast like i mentioned Mm -hmm. like i really like like good monster designs yeah i think that's skylanders and disney infinity totally nails it too they basically took one art style and they applied it across all of their all their properties um and it looks great like it's just it's it's one of those things where you can take even if you have no like you don't care about the 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 game at all like my fiance has mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph just on her desk at work because it's just a really cool figure yeah. and it just sits there and she's never played the game and she never will but I just like the design of it and Nintendo can kind of do something like that and get their I would say Nintendo's already sort of done that with Smash well, I think Smash is Smash, able yeah. to you know the character like Solid Snake and Mega Man and Pikachu and Mario right. are able like, to exist in the same game and not look just horrifying yeah. up. and you have Wind Waker's Link in there alongside yeah. The, yeah. the classic one but I just think there's this is all about potential. Like, Nintendo could do something killer with this concept, mm-hmm. right? Like, if they put out a figure for every character that's in Smash Brothers, and then three months later, four new characters are added as DLC content, and you buy these, you know, you have to that's maybe the only buy way the you character get in the game. to get the DLC. Yeah. That's freaking awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Because then I feel like I'm not just getting charged for something digital. I'm actually getting this physical product. But then I don't want to open the package. But, no. You okay, maybe you can put it through the NFC thing, can read through your package. Look at so, this headline. But uh, Nintendo turned down Skyland's exclusivity deal. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that did happen. That was revealed. Uh, Polygon did the legwork on that story a little while ago. Um, It's really interesting. Uh, Skylanders, Activision came to Nintendo and they said, we're going to do these figures. You know, we we want you to be our first partner in it. But Mm -hmm. it was still for Skylanders. It wasn't like an idea for figures. And Nintendo apparently, like, deliberated for a long time and then turned it down. And now it seems like maybe they turned it down because, like, we can do that but do it better. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Or maybe now they're thinking... Why didn't we do that? I'm sure they thought it was a brilliant <laughs> idea, right? And, like, maybe yeah. that's why the NFC thing got added. I mean, the NFC sensor was not on the Wii U gamepad from the get-go. Mm-hmm. That was added, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe they just yeah, said, Yeah, there was one hey, iteration, has... and then we saw the next iteration with yeah. that little dot in it. Do you guys think this will be a big part of the E3 Direct? I hope so. Or I part. don't know. Apparently, they're going to have video for all three days of E3, right? So it's going to be well, part three of it houses. Somehow. It's got to be something. Like I've I've said before, Smash Brothers on the Wii U is going to have to introduce a cool new feature. I don't know if this is it because they also show the mm-hmm. the socket for the 3DS, yeah. right? Yeah. But like maybe maybe that's how they how they announce Wii U Smash Brothers with like kind of like this extended. Yeah, yeah, totally. And also, I would legitimately anyway. die if they Trojan horse like twenty years ago into those McDonald's toys if they have chips in them. Oh my god! Like you get your Mario, you get your Mario that you like plunge down and jumps up and so, it actually I mean, has so a that, chip. That's in that's it. the big thing, right? That'd Is that cool. like we've actually we've Nintendo fans have wanted like legitimate. Yep. branded figurines and toys from Nintendo for ages and they just only until the last few years they started trickling them out little things like the there's that set on the shelf back yeah there. stuff like Hot Topic um, but nothing nothing like this like a full line of Nintendo yeah. f- toys right um, so it's nice to get see them get into that, especially because they were a toy maker to begin with. Do you remember the St- Star Wars Kenner figures all mm-hmm. of us had yep. as, yep. Ki- yep. as kids, right? Um, Best toys ever made. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they were great. And they were posable, by mm-hmm. the way. And you could swallow the lightsaber until they mm-hmm. redid it and all that. But um, 
I did. One thing that was interesting, they had a line that came out later, I think, with the with the prequels, where there was a little chip in yeah, your package. Yeah, that's right. And they put it on his reader, it. Yeah. and it's like, you know, Voice it's clips. like, I am your father. Yeah. Like, the I original weird... toys actually were remade with those, so you could put it on the Millennium Falcon stuff. The Simpsons yeah. toys were like that, too. Oh, yeah. those are awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I have a few reader reactions, because our question of the week last week was, what do you think of Nintendo's NFC figurines? And we should say NFC is just like an industry weird term, but Nintendo's using it, and it means near-field communication. Yeah, like, and a lot of... It's, a it's lot like of mobile like phones Bluetooth have it. Or yep. infrared. It's Nintendo figurine collection. I know. That's yeah. the thing. Like, and they're calling Ooh. them Nintendo figurines. And, plug, we have already in Nintendo figurines wiki uh, with, you know, Mario's the only big entry in there. But, uh, this is an exhaustive wiki. It, 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 wow. has, it already has more information than how any you, other site has about How did you stuff. get all that work done? Well, we go into NFC and how it works and stuff like that. It's really oh, cool. Good. And I could use people's help uh, kind of filming or forming a force to kind of take on that wiki after E3. I need some, I want to be like so on top of that collection. Anyway, so we got some reactions. Uh, the first is from Chris English. Uh, he says, to NBC, having worked at GameStop last year around the holidays and witnessing the Skylanders Disney Infinity craze and more importantly, cost, I'm both excited by the idea and dreading it. Imagine, <laughs> imagine a game like Super Mario 3D World, but with the ability to play as a bunch of different Nintendo characters. If done right, with interesting levels, if Link feels like Link, Mario feels like Mario, etc., then it sounds like it could be a lot of fun, but also sounds like a money sink that'll, that'll be difficult to resist. Thanks for the podcast. Here's to hear reactions. And I think the same thing. It's going to be yeah. expensive. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. And also, that's a cool idea. Like, imagine, you know, an NES remix, how you're able to play through, like, Super Mario as Link, if you're able to be like, I'm super, I can play through the original Super Mario as anyone I want. As anyone else. As yeah. Pikachu. As, yeah. Yeah. Whenever Skylander stuff is announced, Steve Butts, who has kids that are a little younger than your kids, mm-hmm. I think, uh-huh. who love Skylanders, it always just groans. Yeah, because it's yeah. like, oh, here we go. Uh-huh. Here's uh-huh. more. Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned a great thing before with the, like, the, the Kenner action figures, the Star Wars ones. Because mm-hmm. when I think of those, I don't just think, of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, I think yeah, of how they made ones. like the bartender from Tatooine, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. gonk droid, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and how I was just like I'd be in a store and I'd be like I need him, he was great, he was in the <laughs> he was in the corner of Jawa yeah. Palace smoking a cigarette. I don't even know anything about that guy. <laughs> Love um, so if Nintendo can capitalize on that, which you get the first, you know, and I think if Nintendo launches this, they'll put out eight figures at the start. Mario will be one of them, maybe Zelda, and then there will be like. Lakitu and then like four other five other ones like garbage like, characters yeah, yeah. Um, and they'll trickle them out in series two three four you have to get in on every one to get a full Mario collection or yeah. get a full Link or Zelda collection so the question is though like those characters are not created equal, right? Like, you could imagine Nintendo adding Mario, Luigi, Samus, uh, like, options to many games. Like, Mario Party, for example. It's like, maybe Samus will be unlocked mm-hmm. in the game. Like, yeah. But Lakitu, like, floats on a cloud, doesn't even have legs when he's walking around. <laughs> like, it's going to be hard to shoehorn some of those other characters well, into these you games. You can put Lakitu you know? in a cart in Mario Kart. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. But he's not going to jump around in Mario 3D No, he's not. He'll just the top of the, the flagpole. I don't need this. <laughs> All right, here's another reaction. Here's a cool one. Uh, we kind of touched on some of these topics. This is Ryan from San Diego, California. Long-time reader. Back in 1997, during the N64.com days, I find I, f- I find the news of Nintendo figures absolutely fantastic. I don't know what he's talking about there. But he says, I just started collecting the Japanese Figma Nintendo figures. I'm oh, not yeah. part of the norm as I am a 31-year-old male. But with that being said, I also have every Disney Infinity figure as well. That's totally and, the norm. Yeah, that is the norm <laughs> for our listeners. Uh, and there is a market out there for Nintendo to capitalize on. This has crazy potential to make money to offset the losses from Wii U. It's a big loss. That's uh, a lot of money. Let, let's not forget that Nintendo isn't strictly a video game company, that they were a card manufacturer and created toys. Good point. They are the ultimate crazy toy maker. Yep. And they also have, like, sex houses. Yeah. Companion hey, by the way, the love hotels. Love hotels, Taxes. not sex houses. The Figma, <laughs> that the, sell. The, Ramen noodles. The Figma figurines are exa- exactly what you guys were talking about, where it's yeah. like posable figures. Yeah. Like those it's actually cool, something there's you the put on your shelf. Yeah. One. Do we have those yeah. in the office? We have yeah, the those link. are funny because they're a little heavy for their frames, I think, so they have like a stick behind them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about contemporary like collector toys, yeah. but some of these things always strike me as funny. So like they're really posable, but they're actually on like a clear thing, just leaning on it. Well, because you can do leaping jumps and stuff, too. Yeah, you can't like a to, to stand up straight. But, yeah. you know, that's why they have the holes in the bottom. Yeah. Or, you know, Kenner did that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has holes in their bottom. IGN. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do want to move on to our retro segment, but uh, we can read one more of these. <laughs> I like how he doesn't even react. He just keeps going. <laughs> keep keep going. Yeah. I, I got, it's I like a little choo-choo train. Oh, you guys. What do you got? Oh, uh, this one's from Ka- Kazdan. It's a showstopper right there. Kazdan Risk. <laughs> 
Two uh, NVC. I love this idea. I would buy little Nintendo statues by themselves. Add to that in-game bonuses. I'm sold. I know it won't slide with some people, but I wouldn't mind this integrated into Kart or Smash DLC. A Bowser Jr. NFP figurine that adds Bowser Jr. to any Mario Kart would be bought immediately. A Mewtwo figurine with Smash would be sold like crazy, I think. So I just thought that was funny because, uh, you know, he's really partial to these Nintendo characters yeah. and, like, feels, like, ownership over what he plays as in these games. And I'm like, I don't really feel that way. But I know, like, my wife, like, loves playing as Yoshi in Mario Kart. So maybe people will have, but, like, they'll have to get that character. I think that's the difference to Skylanders, too, where a lot of these characters, you kind of want them because he's like, oh, he's the wood guy or the fire guy, right? But you don't have a relationship with that character yet. Yeah. Whereas with Nintendo, you see every character, you're like, oh, I love that one. I love that character. Mm -hmm. And you get all, you have all these memories of playing the game. I feel like if Nintendo was a grimier company, uh, Smash would come with three characters, and then <laughs> each additional character would be, like, $10 toy yeah. you have to buy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is sort of what this is right on the cusp of, right? Like, I mean... Capcom puts out a fighting game and they go, well, we'll sell you alternate costumes for five, six bucks each yeah. and people riot. Yeah. But if they're like, if you buy a toy, yeah. like, oh, yeah, give me all the toys. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, it's a good trick. I want I want Mario Kart DLC, right? I want more characters. Yeah, I would I want, love that. I want more battle mode stages. More. Uh, I want real battle mode. You want yeah. garbage battle mode. I'll just buy the DLC. Well, what if you can't? Any track up upgrades would be fantastic. What, what if you have to buy an actual track? track? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crap, <laughs> parts. Well, that would be the playset, right? Like Micro Machines mm -hmm. style. Okay. Sorry, I'm, have to sorry I'm late, honey. <laughs> That's what Nintendo should have gone for, is the Micro Machines angle. But we're going to do signal. Skylanders, but very tiny. Yeah. They could do that. I, they I don't think that's what Pokemon hazards. is. Was there a single Micro Machine you couldn't choke on? I choked on all. I ate them all. I ate them all. I don't know. They're all delicious. Pear tried. Did you have Micro Machines in Germany? They you were did? called micro machines. <laughs> <laughs> so that I'm kidding. It's micro machines. The micro machines game came out there too. I'm yes. sure that was a good game. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break, and when we we'll get back, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, E3s of yore. We're back, and we're talking about E3 because uh, it's in 25 days. That's terrifying. Oh, God. But you know what happened uh, five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago at E3? Well, we're going to talk about that right now because some of us were actually at those E3s. Uh, actually, only one of us was at most of the E3s we're going to talk about. <laughs> but what we're going to do is we're going to do this thing that Retronauts does. Uh, my favorite podcast. I love it. Uh, they do a thing every uh, New Year's Eve uh, where they count back five years and 10 years and 15 years and talk about gaming of the past that way. But we're mm -hmm. only going to talk about Nintendo. At E3, yep. going back. I think we're going to start back as early as we can reach, which is pre-E3, because the first E3 was in 1995. In 1994, though, there was a little thing, actually a very big thing, called Summer CES. Same thing as CES now, but it's in the summer. It's in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, at the time, Nintendo showed up, and they had a giant booth. They did. With Donkey yeah. Kong. We just watched a video on it. We did. It we exciting. watched a really cool video yeah. uh, of this guy walking around CES, and there was booths for Atari. Mm -hmm. and did a big uh, Jaguar line. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, it was like an e, it was an E3 for companies that mostly are gone now. Yeah, yeah it was really sad. Ocean. I mean, video games. Obviously, video games were already a big business, but they were kind of handled as an extension of the consumer electronics business, right? Yeah. That's why there was no separate show for games back then. Mm -hmm. It was all part of of CES. It was definitely right? a fl a floor area was all games by this mm -hmm. point because there had been CESs going further back. I'm actually reading a book right now about the console wars, and uh, CES was was a big deal, mm -hmm. and E3 just kind of Still came is. out of it, yeah. saying like, you know what? Let's, yeah, it is. It is, of course. And it's just they. There was enough game stuff that kind of, kind of started taking over. I think CES. Every year it was a little less. Even even after E3 started, there was still significant gaming presence. Oh, really? And actually, I like didn't know that. you know, even five years into E3, Microsoft still had a really big booth at, mm. at CES. But they focused more on kind of like uh, uh, not Microsoft, but but some of the early guys. Um, but Microsoft more recently started focusing on the kind of the add-ons, the stuff you can do with the Xbox yep. instead of focusing on the hardware mm -hmm. and the yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. So at CES this year, I don't know if they gave a presser. I, I know they gave a presser, but I don't know what they were talking about specifically. And I tried to do the research. I couldn't figure it out. Maybe when I get to that point in the, the book I'm reading, I'll talk about it. But mm -hmm. uh, they had a geodesic dome-looking thing, a big jungle gym mm -hmm. with uh, Donkey Kong Country trees and a big logo and everything, just like they do now. <laughs> it, look, it looked really cool. It did look really cool, And you actually. walk inside, yeah. and it was all jungly. And Donkey Kong Country was definitely kind of their game of the show. They're really showing that off. And uh, they also had kiosks for Super Game Boy, showing off Game Boy mm -hmm. games, which uh, 
thinking back, that was a plug-in that you put in your Super Nintendo to play Game Boy on TV. I don't remember it being that early, but yeah. it was. And uh, they also had an NES game there, Wario's Woods. That's right. They also had a big Maximum Carnage booth. Yeah. Wow. Most importantly, had, had a dude playing with a Super Scope 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That convergence of video game eras is kind of crazy if mm-hmm. you think about it. Oh, the yeah. Jaguar, yep. the Game Boy, uh, also NES and yeah. Super NES. So much mm-hmm. dead plastic. It's pretty amazing. And then, yeah. you, you know, Donkey Kong Country still feels like a, a modern era, you know, game. It's not like the, it's just because the graphics were rendered 3D. You know? Yeah, I think it's great. What do you think of Donkey Kong Country? Don't get us started. <laughs> It definitely 8, is a, 8, 8. Is a game 5. that shows really well. I'm, I'm sure it was impressive when oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. First time, of course. Play and, I, you know. I remember going to a Best Buy uh, the, the Christmas that came out, and they had one of those massive, like, 11 TV displays, you know, displaying it all the way on the on, mm-hmm. on the wall, and, like, people just crowding around and be like, holy crap, look at this yeah. thing. Super Scope, on the other hand, did not, not so much. Well. <laughs> I bought one. I don't know why. You I, know know Super Scope? I went Safari? to a store. I played it. I'm like, this sucks. Well, Yoshi's Mom, Safari I need this. And then I saved them all this money. Yoshi's Bad Game. It came with six games, Super right? Scope. The Yoshi Safari game. stuff. Or what yeah. was it called, right? Yeah, well, there was only... Safari. I think Safari. there were only a handful of games made for but six of them were on one card. Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, then they put out one or two other games on their own. Like I Yoshi bought it, Safari. too. Because yeah. I, I saw it, I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be like Rambo. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, was, then, and then you have it on your shoulder, you're like, ah. Yeah, was the Mario movie eggs. before that when he used it at the end? Because he used it at the end of the Mario movie to no. kill Koopa. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. Was that before yeah. that? 1994, and, and the Super Scope 6 actually launched really close to the Super Nintendo. Oh, really? I was, yeah, that, that's like more like 1992. Oh, But it was at this for some other game that we were, sure. we were seeing. Yeah, they had yeah. like, it's funny seeing displays for games that are totally forgotten. It was like in Tin something, booth. Tin Cup or Tin, tin Star. Tin Star. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah, tin it was, Cup. Uh, <laughs> it's a, I think that's a cowboy yeah. uh, shooting game. So... Let's skip ahead to something we know much more about because I believe you were there. I In was. 1999, Nintendo E3 was happening in mm-hmm. Los Angeles by that point, and Nintendo was there with another Donkey Kong game, Donkey Kong 64. Boo! Two <laughs> other 64 games, which I have a list up here. And by the way, we have a really nice history of Nintendo at E3 Wiki. Yeah. Check that out. I'm using that as a resource right now uh, on Dead Trees. Uh, but they also announced the Dolphin. Yeah. What's the Dolphin, Pear? The Dolphin is the GameCube. Um, <laughs> yeah, they. No, no. They didn't know that at the time. Well, no, they announced it <laughs> as forget everything yeah. you know. They What's announced the it as the as the dolphin. It was supposed to be this amazing new project and it was going to usher Nintendo into the disc era. So they announced it, you know, as a as a device being built, and it was just a code name, right? We mm-hmm. actually have some bags that still say Dolphin, oh, awesome. like developer yeah. developer bags and stuff. So IBM and Panasonic were the two big partners, right? And yeah, there's the, even a slide that we have on this wiki that you can check out of like what the presentation looked like. It looks like a PowerPoint presentation with IBM and Panasonic. Yep, yeah, and a Dolphin very, logo, which looks very strange. It, it was very dry, like the the way it was announced too, and it was very much focused on the technology that Nintendo would not be left behind, like with the N64. They was it Howard they Lincoln? Didn't that it was Howard Lincoln, yeah. They didn't say, they didn't ever reference that, but they said, hey, our partners are more interested in this technology and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. They also said it would play back DVDs. Yep. That's, that's when people actually really got passionate yeah. about formats of storage units. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> nowadays, if you're just like, oh, the PS4 is shipped on a quadruple gig double layer, but no one cares. Yeah. So that's, the game. Nobody yeah. cares. And that, was game, uh, that was Panasonic's, um, yeah. they, you know, like ace in the game it's yeah. like they would be building the drive and all that and you know you would be able to market the the dolphin as a, as a dvd player and what of course happened is like it never shipped as a dvd player it shipped as the gamecube which yeah. used completely a completely different uh, disc format because N- nintendo didn't want you know, we're worried about privacy, didn't want the standard DVDs. But, Pear, I don't understand. We have a GameCube that plays DVDs. So th- that was the Panasonic angle then. In order to probably make good on their contract uh, contract with Panasonic, they put out a special uh, unit called the Panasonic Q. Yeah. And it only came out in Japan. It's this cool, you it's know, chrome. Silver. it's yeah. chrome, and it's really cool, and it actually has a an optical audio out and all that, which, by the way, does not transfer the game sound. You have to use analog for the game sound. But it was kind of like <laughs> as if somebody had taken a GameCube and then also put a DVD player in. Yeah, yeah. You it know, looks shit. when you look at it, it looks very jerry rigged. It, it, like it yeah. looks nice, but it does not look like an actual thing. It looks it, like it's awesome, but it had all these features like you could time it to turn off and all that kind yeah. of stuff you couldn't couldn't do with consoles back then, which all had these bad push yeah. buttons, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Flap, yeah. Like, so, yeah. So, <laughs> just to wrap up, uh, 1999, there were uh, a couple other things there, uh, including a giant Pokemon booth because Pokemon yeah. was in full swing then, and then a uh, which I thought was funny. The episode one uh, racer had a huge yeah. booth, and you. You can watch a video of that booth on our site 
Um, it's in the part of the Nintendo booth of uh, who's the kid that Jake Anakin? Lloyd. Jake Yay! Lloyd, like being a total jerk to this TV reporter. He's like because he, he's just beating him over and over again. He's being a kid. It's brutal, man. Yeah. Well, but he's being a kid who was just in a Star Wars movie. He's just like he he thinks he is a pod racer. Episode <laughs> one racer was a was a big deal, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's something. We had to. We went to um, to the Skywalker Ranch to see it before E3. You know, and Lucas Lucas Arts is gone now, but they were pain in the ass. They were they were a really hard company to work with, and you know they made us sign all these NDAs. And like any time we even wrote about um, about a Star Wars game, and we had heard something from a source somewhere, they'd freak out and tell us we'd be blacklisted forever and all that. But they did invite us in to see the game, probably so that we would sign something. You get blacklisted awesome. from covering and, Masters of Terrace Kasi. And we had <laughs> we we had all you That's know we Star were Wars all, fighting game for people. That don't we know. were all um, anticipating the game because nobody had seen anything on the movie. Mm -hmm. Like there was not there, no oh, footage. So anything was shown. So that, yeah. we saw the racers in the game before we saw the trailer for that's the new awesome. Star Wars oh, movie. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, we weren't that happy with the game. Of course, it was kind of or the movie slow and all that. Well, I don't know. The game was then. fine. It, it was okay. Every, people of a certain age think it's fine, and then I think it's crap. Yeah. I'm, 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 with I'm with you, I Sam. I talked to some people in the office, and they, they remember they really it fondly remember as like it's one of the best yeah, racers of all time. People kept coming over while I was watching that video, like, wow, Pod Racer. Well, Rogue Whatever. Squadron was already out, so you were you were expecting something awesome like that. Yeah, and know? TIE Fighter and stuff. So yeah. just as a side note, too, Nintendo had a, another conference in August, right after E3, called Space World. Mm. Space World 1999, they announced, uh, or they talked a lot about 64DD stuff, which never came out. Out. And I don't want to dwell on that, but that was that was going on at the time. And there's a really cool list of games that was, you know, coming to the 64. They showed uh, Master Zelda, Zelda. yeah, yeah, Uda Zelda, Uda Zelda. So, in 2004, the Game Boy Advance had been out for a little while. GameCube had no good games out for it, and uh, a new guy we'd never really seen before, named Reggie, hit the stage at E3 at a press conference and. Uh, and said, uh, my name is Reggie, and I'm about kicking ass, I'm about taking names, and we're about making games. That's the, that's the original quote from that. It was surprising at the time. We and, went um, crazy people yeah. with us yep, when yep, this yep. happened. Nintendo fans went crazy yeah. for this. Well, and he was showing off, the, or the DS was showing off at this. And then, of course, Miyamoto came out, Shigeru Miyamoto came out to the Conan, Bar Conan the Barbarian soundtrack <laughs> and uh, had a sword and shield, and they showed Twilight Princess. Well, because he, remember how he ended this? And he's like... And now I, before we go, I just I want to bring you to one more world. And yeah. like he walked away, and everyone went, everything went smoke dim. Smoke went up. There's like smoke, smoke went up, and you everyone came out like, oh my god! <laughs> because they showed a pan of like a field. Yeah, yeah. What it was. yeah. That was just that was just and when it was it, Link in front of the door like, or in front of the gate. Like no, it, was it wasn't like even called. It was Twilight Princess. Yeah, but it, it was wasn't the... called Twilight Princess. No, it was just a little. We just knew it was realistic. Yeah. Was this the one where they gave out the Zelda preview disc, or was that the next year? The trailer was that that year. I don't remember. I just remember the. I am not Ring, but. I do know him, and then he's like, <laughs> yep. "Glad you said that." Sword and everything. It's really funny. It's very cute. Sure, yeah. Like they were, they were so. I mean, before that, Nintendo's always been so like buttoned up and proper. And yeah. Then yeah. Reggie yep. does this whole whole "I'm kicking ass" thing. Yeah. And then Miyamoto is there with a sword and shield. So it's really he funny was, because the, that Reggie moment and that Miyamoto moment are so iconic to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. I, when I looked at the wiki, I looked at the list of games that were like playable there and shown there, and it was awful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was terrible. Do you have the list there? Well, I have some of them. I mean, they had uh, they had trailers for Metroid Prime Two and Resident Evil Four, which yeah. were both yeah. good. But then, like, yeah, the list of games, I did not but bring that one in. You're right. Me. The I'm presentation sorry, of yeah. everything was was great. It was a low year. Yeah, yeah, it made you forget like all the games that were actually playable, and there were a lot of recycled games. That it was announcements play. not playable. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, that was like, uh, it was just so good to see Nintendo yeah, kind of. They were kind of cocky again. It was just nice to have Reggie on stage, and he's like, "I don't give a crap it's, about it's those." It's really yeah. rare that Nintendo does stuff like that. Yeah, and they have to be, you know, they have to have something in their in their pocket yeah. to it, do it. And it he was... literally had a DS in his pocket, mm -hmm. I think. But that that press conference <laughs> that wasn't was a all... DS, my friend. <laughs> that, that press conference was all about okay. We we listened to every. Everything fans said in the prior year, let's do something that makes them really happy, yeah, right? Totally. Like no, no Wind Waker surprise, which at the time was negative, right? Like the the change in art style, they they gave people the art style they wanted, and you know it's just like everybody was really excited walking mm -hmm. out of that. Press you know what conference. else happened at this press conference? The name, the revolution. Was that's right. right. They first yeah, start talking. First so, but so, that's it. Which was a good name. So they showed that oh. Twilight Princess demo, and they showed Minish Cap, but the other games there were Steel Divers, uh, Pack Picks. 
Super Mario 64 DS, Metroid Prime Hunters, Odama, yeah. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, Donkey Kong King of Swing, oh, I remember Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Jungle Beat was good. <laughs> rough year. Yeah, that but was no, a rough year. All of them felt like B-tier titles, sure. right? Yeah. Like even Jungle Beat, it's a great game, yeah. but it's like you play it and you're like, okay, this is the game that they release when they don't have This is like Donkey the Diddy Kong, Kong Racing. Right? Yeah, the stop yeah, exactly. gap. Yeah. Which is also good. Yeah. Or Triangle um, Freeze. And yeah. by the way, Odama is... I, think it's so awesome it's a terrible game like mechanically and everything yeah. but it's such cool. an it's so a, original it's a it's a medieval bowling game with voice control yep. yeah. and <laughs> like how a little can you go clip, wrong a little clip for your game My, controller yeah, with your yeah. On yeah. so oh, weird it's so good <laughs> pack picks was crazy too do you remember that i you don't did? remember that at all pack picks was a game where you drew gigantic demented pac-man and then just sent them on the screen to be like kill me <laughs> so and they would bounce their fat floppy mouths would bounce against the wall and then eat Ghosts in palace and then die. Yeah, and so your was... scribble came to life. Yeah. You had to draw him facing left. Oh, that's left. pretty cool. Yeah. And Pac-Man would go left like this. You drew him like this, he'd go up. But they'd always look really horrible and crooked, at least mine. There was a bunch yeah. of uh, tech demos that were playable that year, I guess, on the DS. Yeah, it was the first uh, um, showing the DS. One of them was this Sonic the Hedgehog game that you would scratch the screen like crazy to make him like rev up and in run. In his ball mode, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and that never actually made it out. Uh, it might have Something like that might have made it into a minigame in one of the Sonic yeah. games. But yeah. Yeah, a lot of those tech demos either died on the floor or they were released like pack picks. We like, yeah. what a, what a, well, even Steel Diver took a long time to come out, right? Like there, yeah. there were a lot of things just showing you the capabilities of a touchscreen system and, you know. Yeah. Steel Diver yeah. took like 10 years to come out. Not really. But well, that, yeah. Was yeah, yeah, then, that was a different game, it, right? Yeah, yeah, on 3DS. It was a sequel. No, there wasn't a sequel. It, never, it never came out yeah. on yeah. DS. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no yeah, I didn't know that. It was, it was just a demo of like the yeah. sub going up and down. Interesting. And so I love these five-year jumps because... That was the very beginning of the DS's existence. And this is right, you know, kind of at the end of it because between uh, 2008, 2000, E3, 2008, E3, 2009, we're talking about 2009, uh, the DSi was announced, mm-hmm. which wasn't that big of a deal. But going into E3, they didn't have, like, really any, any uh, consoles to announce or any yeah. hardware. So instead, they showed that the, in their press conference, they announced new Super Mario Brothers Wii, Super Mario Galaxy 2, The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, and Metroid The Other M. Mm-hmm. That is such an amazing lineup. And yeah. I remember they had something from every franchise at this E3. It was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and The, the Other there. M trailer, like, yeah, I think Brian now... Terrible there. Now, yeah, people, I now people look back at Other M and said that game was flawed, you know, storytelling was weird, it wasn't as good as Prime, but when the trailer debuted, it's yeah. like from the makers of Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, you're like, like, oh, yeah, the cocky's yeah. working you know, on this. It was, yeah. just, it was mind-blowing that they would partner with this company, yeah. and everybody at that point was said, hey, that's awesome. They're actually yeah. trying something different, yeah. third-person game. Yeah, you like, make a really yeah. good point that you have to be able to separate uh, what it, like, the the moment of the, of what it was like to experience that during E3 versus what the final product sure. was. A lot of times the games come out and you play them and you're not happy and you're soured with the yeah. memories and stuff like that. But when a lot of these games were debuted for the first time, especially like Metroid Prime Two, which we now look back on as like the weakest of the bunch, mm-hmm. um, had a oh, great I was debut. So excited for and that I was game. so yeah. excited for it. Yeah. And same with this, you know. And this was my first E3. It was my first day working. For IGN, wow, <laughs> was you guys booked me a flight out of New Jersey to Los Angeles? That was nice. And I flew us. and I got off the plane. I dropped my bags off at the hotel and I went and met everybody at IGN. That's awesome. <laughs> and the next morning, I was covering. I was at press conferences and That's so cool. going to preview events yeah. and all this crazy stuff. Um, and it blew my mind. You know, it was just so. It was it was incredible to, to be on the outside of that for so long and then to suddenly be there for such a big year for Nintendo, especially as such a big Nintendo fan. Like I this thought, song. you were a cartoonist. Really? Yeah. When you're at the show, I'm like, why did we bring the cartoon? <laughs> What's he going to do here? That was a cartoon. You didn't, you, yeah. didn't you come on to do like comedy stuff at the yeah. time? Yeah, right? That's I'm still doing it, pair. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, oh, that's you, comedy. When are you going you to be right funny? God damn it. Right. Uh, so, that was also crazy that they had two Mario games. <laughs> Yep. Like two console Mario games. So and that was actually basically had two Zelda games too. I'm about to get to. But that was kind of like the answers. Like, oh man, it'd be so awesome if they did a 2D Mario game. And they're like, here it is. And yeah. then like, oh, that's great. But what about here? Here it, it is. is. It's like, yeah. okay. It's like, okay, I'll shut up. Yeah. The Galaxy yeah. Two people. It already looked amazing by the time they'd shown it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had a lot to show. And they showed Yoshi. Um, so then, uh, right after the the uh, expo floor, you know, opened up and everything, they held like a little press meeting, and. Uh, during it, there was like a, a poster. I think Miyamoto showed some kind of card or poster or something with a realistic link and this woman in front of him. And they didn't give a name or anything, but this was the first inkling of uh, Skyward Sword's existence. And, it, and a lot of people figured it out, looking at the artwork saying, she looks like a sword. Like yeah. her shape looked mm-hmm. like it. And Miyamoto, Miyamoto he didn't gave ha- the... Well, he 
distinctly doesn't have a sword in his hand. No, and and it, so he I gave the cool. hint saying, you know, like the you can see what the game is about by looking at the picture, right? Mm -hmm. And so everybody said, okay, the sword is probably going to be a big deal. Okay, it's for the Wii. That means did. it's going to be sword. He control, was wrong. Right? That's not what the game was. Yeah. It's but, gonna be fifty hours, and it's gonna be overrated. Yeah, but, but in the end, there's you. you Brian's saw, gonna stop you playing saw what it was. 40. <laughs> you saw what it was about. Uh, and also, Scribblenauts was. Uh, at the so show. that's what's really cool about this E3 is that a DS game mm -hmm. from a third party won our game of the show. Yeah. It won ours. Had uh, I was working for GameSpy, which was an old IGN property. So GameSpy mm. and IGN both gave. And we game we went and we played the the Call of Duty Modern Warfare or whatever and all these other like Batman was one of the big ones that year yeah. and Whoa, Warner really? Brothers Arkham? booths was just Batman and Scribblenauts and uh, Scribblenauts was on a kiosk that was the size of on the back too yeah it was in the hidden in the back it was by like a hot dog stand in a, <laughs> a bathroom and everyone was like uh, like the last day of E three is notoriously everyone says uh, this is what you need to go see mm -hmm. so all your coworkers who were lucky enough to run around on the show floor everyone's frantic all week they go go check out Scribble Knots is this game any word you write it appears in the game and we're like no way and we go and we check it out and we're like it totally does yeah and that's the case example of like you know when the game finally came out. It was very hard to play because you couldn't uh, move the character and write words at the same time. You had to drag the screen and blah, 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 blah. But the concept, just this vertical slice, as, as we call them in the industry, yeah. of walking up to this kiosk and being like, sheep, explosion, yeah. Yeah. and blowing up a sheep was fascinating. Yeah. And that's like, sort of the, the secret of E3 is that Game of Show is usually the best demo of the yeah, show. And totally. so if you're able to make I, the best demo of the totally. show, that's... Yeah. Sometimes the best concept, too. Right? Yeah, like absolutely. I, and, and, you know, there have been plenty of occasions where you see a game and you say, that's amazing, and then the game turns out to be amazing. It's like the, you know, the GTAs and the Last sure. of Us and all that Uncharted, where you can tell in the beginning that it's great and it turns out great. There's sometimes games like Alien, like The Last Alien, mm -hmm. um, where we saw a demo i was in that demo i'm like this is gonna be cool right like this feels like aliens we weren't allowed to play it but they showed us this cool demo it felt like yeah. a movie and then in the end the game comes out and we're like what well, this is not the same sure yeah. scribble knots was in between those yeah where, like, yeah the concept was amazing i thought and like it's still so unique that somebody actually came up with that idea and had the balls to say yep. oh yeah, yeah just write anything we're like cthulhu yeah, and, and then all of a sudden, like, oh there's, my yeah. god, it's in there! Yeah, and, and like they'd stand behind you, they're like, "Oh, he put he, he put an adjective. We should think about yeah, adjectives." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, no, you're right. I mean, Scribble Knots wasn't bad. It was it no, was like good. a seven, but people read IGN and they're like, "Oh, well, they gave their game of the year to a seven. Well, no, we didn't. We gave, or I mean, our game of the show to a seven. Yeah. Uh, you know, we gave our game of the show to the best game that. Yeah, we played. Just, we played. And it was also, it was yeah. also as like as cool as uh, new Mario Wii and Mario Galaxy Two. It was awesome to see something that was like this is new, totally new. Like this is completely yeah. new. This is not you know an upgrade of a DS game or a sequel to a, a really rad Wii game. This is something completely different. It also yeah. kind of caps a generation of uh, games that were on 3DS or on DS that would have probably done even much better on iPhone. Um, yep. Yeah. It just it was like That's this a really is an essential portable game. Yeah. And it's get those are getting fewer and fewer. Yeah. So we're going to have to wrap this up because five years after 2009 is uh, in 25 days from now. And oh we God. have to prepare for E3 2014. Um, Maybe the vitality sensor will come back. Yeah, and actually I think that's going to be our question of the week. Uh, our question of the week, unless you guys have already asked this before, which I'm not sure. I have a second backup question. Is uh, Seriously, what's Nintendo's hardware announcement at E3 this year? Did we ask that one yet? I don't think we asked that um, one. No, not, I don't think not so. technically. I just want to hear what people's crazy ideas are. That's yeah. what I want to hear. I want to have a big backstock because then I can find that person when they're absolutely right mm -hmm. and be like, dude, you're right. That, it was a giant drivable Mario There have been a lot of <laughs> hints as, as to like new hardware concepts. That already exists, though. The, the question is if those hints will come true in, in time for E3, right? Like mm -hmm. the whole a special unit for China, you know, talk about Android-powered link-ups and all that are out there. So it's going to be interesting. Health, I think it's going to be called yeah. The Revolution. Yeah, it's going to be the revolution. One thing I know for sure is that uh, Nintendo's completely insane. And I say this yep. all the time, and I say it in the nicest way possible. That's why I love them. Yep. And I love seeing what they do, because it's always like everyone's expecting them to follow the mm -hmm. certain path, and they're like, nope, diagonal, and it's they like, just go totally It's like crazy. last year we got to hear about two new consoles for the first time, and yeah. that was really exciting. But every year for Nintendo, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, that's yeah. why it's exciting. Yeah. Where I, I, pretty much I pretty much have at Microsoft and Sony nailed for this year. Yeah. So we have to wrap this up. But thanks for listening so much. You can download many, many more podcasts at IGN or on the iTunes or podcast app. Uh, we'd really like you to rate this show. I don't know if we make call-outs for that a lot, but I was noticing that there's uh, 
almost no ratings, and it really, really helps us to have ratings on uh, iTunes and the podcast app. You can write us at mvc at IGN.com to answer our questions. Seriously, what's Nintendo's hardware announcement at E3 this year? Or you can follow us on Twitter and tweet at us at... Pair IGN. Agent Bizzle. Nick Biggity. I can't believe we got Agent Bizzle and Nick Biggity in the room finally yeah. at the same time. It's great. <laughs> and uh, I'm Samuel underscore IGN. Uh, that is all I have. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, Jose will be back next week for Nintendo Voice Chat. Get the thing. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.